0: Chris Kiefer. Did you miss me? Welcome in and welcome back to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. I am refreshed. I am hyped. If it's loud in your speakers, I am sorry. We're gonna be loud in this podcast today. But nonetheless, we took a two-week vacation. Those are air quotes used lightly in Colorado. But I managed to do some work, some training, some riding, some testing, some relaxing, hanging out by the river, went up to the mountains, did a lot of things up in Colorado. We have a place up in Greeley. So we spent two weeks there. So we are back. Another episode, another edition of the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. And guess what? This week is going to encompass everything that I've experienced in my two weeks in Colorado, which basically covers. Honda CRF250R, KTM450SXF, Yamaha YZ450F, Dirt, Training, Loretta Lynn's Parenting. I'm going to give you guys a snippet of what went down in Colorado, the two weeks time that I spent there. And there's a lot that went down. I spent, I should say we, my son and I, spent 30 hours, total engine hours of time on three bikes. So we rode a lot. I feel sorry for Heather, man, because every time I go up there, I'm going to say, hey, only going to ride a little bit. just going to chill out. Nope. This time it was full-on riding. Aiden's getting ready for Loretta's. We're going to cover that, going to cover a little bit about that subject, the money side of it, how to get there, how to train for it, amongst everything else. This is going to be a smorgasbord podcast, going to be covering a lot here. So I'm excited to talk about it, give you guys some insight on what went down. Holy hell, that's going to be a fun one. Hang tight, sit back, relax, and it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be an experience for you guys out there. But first things first, I want to mention some of my kick-ass sponsors. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service. Free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so dang easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the number one stop shop place for us to get our, our goodies. So go there. But first things first, you guys may or may not know this, go to KieferIncTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC widget up on top of my page, and then continue to do your shopping. What that does is help us out on the back end. We get a little bit of percentage off your sales. It shows them that you're listening to the show. It shows them that you like it and just basically confirms that I am not an idiot and you guys actually do listen to the show. So keeps this sucker up and moving and hopefully one day we'll get you guys a discount code so the more we use it, the better chances we have to save extra over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. So thank you guys for doing that. If you haven't done that, please go do that. Of course, fly racing. You know what? I wear light hydrogen a lot and I don't give enough credit to the Evo line. I've experienced the Evo line quite a bit while I was gone in Colorado. I really like it. It has the boa reel on the back of the pant. I'm a big fan of the boa reel. Every time I wear other gear that do that doesn't have it, I get bummed out. Feels weird. So go check out the Evo line over on flyracing.com and tell them, "Hey, you know what? If you see those guys around there, you in the dealership, Fly Racing, you guys should stock them. If they don't, go to rockymountainatvmc.com. They do." And, of course, thank me later. You guys will love it. The sizing is correct. It's true to size. It actually ventilates really well. It was really humid and hot in Colorado, and I really enjoyed it. It has a a more – it's a little bit of an athletic fit, but not as athletic as the light hydrogen line. So I was kind of worried about that, but I still do like the Evo line a lot. I'm going to start wearing that a little bit more now. So go check out flyracing.com. And if you guys have any questions about fly racing, you know the email. You can hit me up. Racetech, racetech racetech.com. Get your suspension, engine, everything that you want done to your motorcycle. Racetech can do it. Trust me. You got a vintage bike? They can do that as well. They got so much knowledge over there. So much. Paul Thied is a mastermind. Rob is great at suspension. Andrew over there is a wizard on cylinder heads. Anything engine related, he is a he's actually a young dude, but really smart. So go to racetech.com, check it out. They got a very interactive website. If you guys have any questions, you want a discount code? That's available. Chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can get you in contact with Chris Riesenberg. Man, he's ripping it up on his Honda Serie 450R. Glad to see that. Hit me up and I will get you guys a discount code and get you in contact with him. Very cool guys over at Race Tech, And I want to give a shout-out to a couple more people that came on board to this podcast. Pirelli. Hello, Pirelli. That's right. If you guys have been talking to me a little bit over email or if I see you at the track, you guys talk to me about tires. I've been a Dunlop guy for years, and there's nothing wrong with a Dunlop. I do not like an MX-33 front tire, but, man, when I experienced the Pirelli MX-32 mid-soft Scorpion tire, I was in. I liked it a lot. I I emailed those guys, talked to them about it. They sent me a couple more tires, and I have been using those tires mostly on my test bikes. Why? Simply put, two reasons. Lean angle traction on the front tire and carcass feeling on the rear tire. If you guys don't know what carcass feeling is, head over to my website. We talk about that. You can see the review over there. But if you guys are looking for a little bit more front-end bite, and a good carcass-feeling, squish-feeling tire on square edge or braking bumps, give Pirelli a try. Trust me, I wasn't that keen on Pirellis about two, three years ago. I was just a Dunlop guy, you know, standard Dunlop, going to get Dunlops, um, just like Seven Deuces Deuces song, got to get Dunlops. Well, for me, I've been on the Pirelli train for a little bit, so go check those guys out over on their website. If you guys have any questions about a Pirelli tire, hit me up on my email. I'm happy to answer them for you. And last but not least, Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. He's a local Colorado native. He has his own business. If you guys are out there looking to refi your home or maybe even get a loan for a new home, Zach Morris, Plum Creek Funding, is the guy. He is a very cool dude. He rides dirt bikes. He knows his shit. So we've used him over here in the Kiefer household. Hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com. And I will get you in contact with Zach, and he can help you out with your home and everything that you want to uh, accomplish. Maybe by uh, refinancing your home, or maybe even getting a current new home. So please use those people; those guys are good guys over there. And anybody that has any questions about my advertisers, always you can um, feel free to hit me up. These guys are on my show for a reason. They're very easy to work with. They have great products. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on here. So, all right, enough with the the ads here. Let's get on to what we're here to talk about, the Colorado trip and what went on there. So, I'm going to break these up in segments. Of course, you guys know, if you guys are reading racerxonline.com, you know Aiden and I are going to go to Loretta's. Aiden tried to go to Loretta's in 2017. He was on an 85. He Made it out of his area, which isn't hard. I think you just show up to an area qualifier and you make it. But wasn't even close to making it out of his regional. Fast forward a couple years, you know, and $10,000 later, I went. I did what I did. I I did decent, but sucked it up in the ruts. It was a big eye-opener for me to go over to Loretta's. I've never been. That was my first time. My parents didn't have the money to send me over there when I was younger. So... Now it's 2020. Aiden is, uh, how should I say this? His nuts are dropping a little bit. He shows more interest in dirt bikes. That didn't happen until maybe 16 to 18 months ago. He would go riding with me. He wouldn't really push the issue. But about 16 to 18 months ago, he would actually want to go ride. He would wash his own bike. He would show interest in you know what I was doing. He actually said, hey, Dad. Do you want to go riding? Haven't really heard that in his younger days. He would go because I went, but never really was up my ass about it until recently. So he really wanted to try to go Loretta's. And of course, all this freaking COVID shit happened, and it kind of ruined some of that. But now we're back. They have a super regional at Fox Raceway this weekend. So I had a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say a block of time that I could etch out in my schedule from testing, and we could go to Colorado to actually practice on deep farm dirt. That was one thing I struggled with a lot going to Loretta's was I practiced my ass off. I trained everything here in Southern California. But simply put, we just don't have the dirt or those that soil condition that you guys do back east. Don't have it. So instead of going all the way back east and blowing more money and more time for me, I thought, hey, let's just split it in the middle here. Let's go to Colorado I got a couple friends out there with private tracks that have really deep dirt conditions. You know, maybe not exactly to Loretta standards, but much better than what we have here in California. Now, when it comes to Aiden and his riding, I don't press the issue. I'm not worried about him hauling ass, him trying to make it or get an amateur ride or whatever. I just simply want to have a dirt bike mentality Ingrained in him So he could use that as a tool to um, You know when he gets older And he's stressed out Or you know things aren't going well He could use that motorcycle outlet To really help him get back to center I know that has done me wonders When I was a kid Everyone was on you know Experiment with drugs And all the shit we have out here in the high des But I just wanted to ride my dirt bike Sometimes my parents would be fighting Or when they got a divorce I needed an outlet to go do something And Dirt Bikes was that outlet. Just so happens that I got decent at it and it was more fun for me to ride. So I want that with Aiden. So he sees me do this day in and day out. I talk about Dirt Bikes. I type about Dirt Bikes. I test Dirt Bikes. I want him to show me effort. So he started doing that. So that bump started me to go, let's try Loretta's. So he wanted to go Loretta's. Now he's all in. So. This is why we went to Colorado. This is the number one reason why I bailed for two weeks and went out to Colorado for him to try to get him some training in, to teach him some things. And oh man, oh man, did he learn a lot. We're going to cover some of that here in a little bit. But we went there, rode a couple private tracks. You guys haven't been to Brush MX? It's in Brush, Colorado, the Sweeney's Place, Sweeney Cycle Park. It is unreal, it is great dirt. It's a mix of sand and clay, but we rode the back farm track, which was deeper dirt, more of a turn track, and Aiden got an experience of what deep dirt is like when it's new. First thing, (laughs) he gets out there in the morning, rides, goes down a straightaway, lets off the gas, the bike completely, you know, de goes down the fork, drops down low, endos. That's how deep the dirt is. I go, hey man, I told you. When you off the throttle, you might want to lean back a little bit because it's real deep out there. It looks really good, but, man, it's two foot deep. Sure shit, he endowed. He learned right there. I was like, boom. If anything else, right there, our freaking trip was a success because he learned one thing. That's all I care about. So Brush MX. Then we went to our buddy Jackson Pascal's house. He's a Colorado kid. He just started on 125s. Very good family. He has a private track, also a farm turn track, as well as another jumpier track behind his house. I am jealous of his whole property. His, family's, his family is solid. Great human beings over there. And we rode his house, and Aiden got a little taste of that dirt, as well as what it's like to ride in humid conditions. So Aiden got a little taste of everything there over in Colorado. Now, Aiden is riding the 125C Class. Now the C class at Loretta's is for kids that has that have never been to Loretta's ever. Aiden tried to qualify, didn't qualify, so he was able to try to get in via 125C. Uh, we went back and forth on a YZ 125 or a KTM 125, and I think Dad mostly decided that we're sticking to a YZ 125, not because of engine, just because of how how well Aiden can corner this bike. As well as the suspension. Aiden's only 120 pounds, so we chose the 125 Yamaha because he just seems to be able to ride it better when the track gets rough. That's the reason why I want him to ride a Yamaha, because it's going to take less work for me to dial it in. God knows, parents, you need less work in your life, right? Right. So, yeah, granted, is he going to have a, as, as fast of a bike as a KTM? No, but we can handle that. You're allowed to mod the YZ125 in this class, so we will do that if he makes it. But that's the reason why we chose a 125 Yamaha. Now, that was the only class we were going to do for him. But now that he's been riding a 250F a little bit, uh, and now well he's been doing on it, we're going to ride the 250 C limited 12 to 17 class. A lot different, man. There's so many classes that I didn't know about that were available um, versus when I was racing the amateur classes back when I was a young lad. It was basically mod and stock. That's what we had. A mod and stock class. Now you got all these age groups and all this different shit that I didn't know about. You know, so uh it's an experience for me. I'm learning as I go as well. But Now we're going to try to qualify one four-stroke, one two-stroke. Hopefully we get in at least one of them. But uh, those are the classes that we are riding Loretta's. Now, fast forward to me wanting him to ride a four-stroke. I wasn't really keen on him going from an 85 to a four-stroke, so I stuck him on a 125. He's been doing really well on a 125. But since there are four-strokes in the shop here in in our, you know, Realm of bikes that we have here I let him ride my bikes from time to time I saw that he was capable Of riding a four stroke uh, Maybe A month and a half ago Aiden is a very technically sound Rider we put him on a, a trials Bike early when he started when he was Six years old so he knows How to weight his pegs and I recommend that for Any parent out there that wants to get Their kids started and in, in anything Two wheeled go grab an Ausset Electric trials bike let him dick around in the backyard, play, give him, build him a track. Just let him mess around. That's what I do with Aiden. Every day I came back home from work or he came home from school, we went in the backyard and messed around on logs, uh, ramps, and just had a great time. I had a great time on mine. He had a great time on his, and it was more of a bonding experience, but he was picking up skills that he wouldn't have learned if I just stuck him on a motocross bike right away. So if that's an option for you guys out there, look – at an electric trials bike, especially if you're in an urban neighborhood, he can ride right in his backyard. If you have a little backyard, he can mess around the backyard. You have grass, he can do it on grass. It's not going to tear up the grass. It's just an easier way, a safer way to have your kid learn how to ride a motorcycle. That especially goes if you plan on racing one as well. So just know that look into an electric trials bike. They, they don't do anything for me over here. I, had one when I was at Dirt Rider, and we used it, and I liked it, and now that Aiden is 14 years old, I am happy that I did do that. It has taught him a lot of technique and skills that I see in his riding to this day. Now, you may be asking yourself, all right, Kiefer, why did you choose a Honda CRF250R for Aiden and not a YZ250F or a KTM or any other bikes, right? So, here was my thought process, and this has nothing to do with me getting free bikes. I could have got any any 250F for him and, and went that route, and I have two different colors. My kid's going to hop on a Yamaha and a Honda back and forth to go race. So why did I do that? Simply put, it is difficult to beat a Honda chassis. Aiden can corner the thing really good. It doesn't have too much bottom end for him, so it's really smooth off the bottom. It's not like a Yamaha The reasons why I didn't choose the Yamaha YZ250F is because Aiden is 120 pounds. He's 14. And, of course, he's going to get in trouble from time to time. I want a bike that will not get him in trouble or allow him to get in trouble. It has a lot of torque, that Yamaha. So I don't think he needs that, as skinny as he is. He doesn't have a lot of muscle. What we call that around here, he has dick and ribs. That's what he's based out of. He's like his dad. That's all we got. We got dick and ribs. So Aiden to me, fit the Honda CRF 250R better. It It's compact, it corners well, doesn't have a lot of torque out of the hole, and for me, he can rev it, he can ride it a little bit harder than the Yamaha. So that is the reasons why I chose the Yamaha, oh, I'm sorry, that's the reason why I chose a Honda over the Yamaha. There wasn't any kind of uh, money situation. Some people go, oh, you chose a Honda because you test for them at times and all this stuff. No. I chose a Honda because it's The safest for my kid. I'm all about safety for my kid. And we're going to tell a story about this in this podcast as well. But I like to know that my kid is on the safest program possible for him to succeed. I could care less if he succeeds early in life right now. I want him to. But I want to keep him safe first and foremost and then succeed. So for me, the Honda CRF250R is that route for me. Now, let's talk about the Honda in Colorado. That's what we brought to Colorado. We didn't even bring the YZ125 for me because it's easier to maintain four-stroke. All you two-stroke guys out there, that's bullshit, Kiefer, it's easy, two-strokes. I don't want to be mixing gas. I don't want to be going through clutches. Aiden will be doing that on the YZ125 because he rides it pretty hard. He's getting to that level. So, Honda CRF250R, we mounted some tires up, you know, picked it up at honda and brought it out and had no problems with it i changed air filters in it to twin air if you guys are looking for filters twin air has nothing to do with this podcast but i just simply love twin air filters they're good i put twin air filters in it didn't even change the oil for two weeks didn't do nothing i wanted to see the durability of the sucker right the dirt's way deeper there it's not like california so we sucked water This thing, this Honda, that's the negative about this bike. You have to check your radiator fluid every single moto. I'm not used to that either, but in this hot weather, human weather, deep dirt, Aiden's water coolant level was down to the coils every moto. And then when it's hot and then you park it, it would puke out the overflow. So as you guys read, I wrote this top five mods thing over on KieferIncTesting.com about the Honda CRF250R. The boys in water pump. Look into it. It just came out. If it's not on the website, the website's kind of shitty over there, boys. And I don't know what's up with their website. But those guys over there, they make a bitchin' water pump. Those guys have worked with the Geico Honda team guys to build this thing. So putting that on will help you save your engine, help your coolant life, save some coolant. And you won't have to be checking it every fucking 30 minutes. It sucks doing that. But I've learned the hard way. Last year, I sucked some water and blew up a Honda because I simply didn't check the radiator fluid. I'm sure you guys done that one time or two. You get busy, you're riding, you have fun, and, oh, why did my bike just smoke, and why is it smoking, and why did it blow up? Well, I didn't check the radiator fluid all day. Well, on a Yamaha, you don't have to do it. Never do it. I barely check my radiator fluid. I do, but it's not every single day. Honda, you have to do it every single moto, especially the CRF250R. The cooling problems are not fixed on the 2020. Oh, it's better, but it's not fixed. So make sure you guys are using a good coolant. I'm on a 50-50 coolant water program. There's Evans coolant. That's a good uh coolant to try as well. That'll cool down your engines a little bit more. But as of right now, I'm just using twin air 50-50 coolant and it's working fine. Just got to check it every now and again. So going to that boys and water pump will help you and save the life of your engine. God knows you don't want to blow up a $2,000 crank top end and piston and all that shit. It's it's not fun. Now, of course, what about me? I'm still competitive. I still love to race dirt bikes. Man, I, I love dirt bikes. I had a lot of fun in Colorado, but I also brought my KTM 450SXF Factory Edition as well as my Yamaha YZ450F. I had two bikes because basically I just couldn't decide which one I wanted to ride. I wanted maybe wanted to ride one on one day and the other on the other day, or maybe both on the same day, and I did do all of that. I spent almost, I would say, what was it, 20 hours on each bike. So I had a little bit, I had about 12 hours on the KTM and eight hours on the Yamaha over this two-week span of time. Aiden put almost 10 hours, maybe a little bit over 10 hours on this Honda CRF250R. So what about these two bikes in different conditions here? Most of you guys always... Uh, Email me and say, what about different dirt, Kiefer? How's it work in this dirt? Well, this was a perfect test for me to really figure out what I liked. Simply put, which one do I like better in deeper dirt? Man, I love my KTM in that kind of condition. Why, though? Why? Uh, I guess maybe it wasn't a fair comparison to go apples to apples because the KTM has cone valve, has a track shock, has an ECU, and, of course... I run special fuel in that EC for that bike on that ECU setting. So it wasn't really a fair apples-to-apples apples comparison. If you are dumping some money in a KTM, to me, that is the way to go. It is a better machine, and it is a fun machine. It feels light. It corners bitchin'. It's linear. It's easy to ride. I love that bike so much, but there is a lot of work done to it, and that's a lot of money for you guys to spend on a bike. Kiefer, what about stock-to-stock? Well, I did that too. I went back to stock suspension. I put a stock ECU back on it. I left the muffler on. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I left the muffler on. I was lazy. I was like, fuck it. I'm leaving the muffler on. And I compared it to the Yamaha. Yamaha smokes it. Why? Because the Yamaha suspension is much better. The Yamaha's engine character is more lively, and it gets out of that deep dirt quicker. Um Does it corner better than the KTM? No. The KTM still corners better, even with a different engine character and the stock suspension. Doesn't feel as light as um, the KTM. I'm sorry. The KTM just feels light in corners, even with the stock ECU and all that. It's easier to corner a KTM than it is a Yamaha, especially when you go back to back. That's one thing I noticed right away when going from the orange to the blue bike is the blue bike is soft up front. Has a little bit of pitching on D cell, and feels heavier in area two of the corner. Area two again is the mid corner. So in Colorado, at these tracks that I rode, are very deep ruts. The ruts are leading into the corner and then go out of the corner. But once that middle part, area two of the corner, hits you, it gets a foot to two foot deeper because everyone's on the gas, right? So picture a rut leading into a corner. And then all of a sudden, in that middle part of the corner is this hole. This is what happens when you go to deeper, tilled-up tracks because whoever's riding them, it could be 10, 15, 50 guys, and most of them are accelerating at the same exact point. And that leads you to do the same thing because now you have this this hole that's about 3 foot long. That's where everyone's starting to dig in and accelerate. So as a rider, you have to adapt and try to either A... Do the same thing they are, or B get on the gas sooner and use that chassis to kind of hit that hole and accelerate out. It's a very technical, very rough thing to do, but simply put, stock to stock, the KTM just does that area better than the Yamaha because the Yamaha feels real heavy in that area. Now, if I was just a rider that wanted to buy a machine, ride it stock. Eighty-five, $8,000, you know, for a new bike, that's what you can go get. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, not to pitch this, but you email me, i get you a deal on a Yamaha or a KTM for that matter. So if you guys are in the market for any one of these bikes, email me and I'll get you a deal on one. But Yamaha is just easier to ride, plain and simple. It has a good clutch. No, the clutch doesn't last as long as a KTM, but it's sturdy. It's easy to pull in. Suspension is insane. All I did was set the sag, stiffen the compression up two, slow the rebound up one in the fork, soften the shock two, and slow the rebound down one. The shock on the Yamaha is a little firm. The fork is, has a little bit a little softer feel, so I had to balance that out. But simply put, that's all I had to do, and I had a great time, and I can haul ass on it. You have to ride the Yamaha a little bit different than the KTM. The KTM uh, you know, really wants you to be aggressive, which can reward you if you want to ride that way. I need to ride that way sometimes because I'm a smoother guy. So the Yamaha allows for a smoother type of rider, lazier type of guy. To me, the YZ450F is the ultimate vet bike. My buddy Greg, I uh, flew him out there for a week. He's my retired cop friend. He doesn't ride much, but I want him to ride with me. He got on the YZ450F and just had a great time in third gear. He's lazy. He gets tired. He's up in elevation. He doesn't want to shift. He's tired in three laps. But those three laps are third gear. That's Greg. That could be you. You know, Yamaha does that well. It has enough torque to pull your lazy ass out of corners in third gear. The KTM, you can't do that unless you ride aggressive. So there's a lot of good points to this Yamaha. Now, when the dirt gets deeper, that soft feeling that the Yamaha has gets exacerbated tenfold when the dirt gets soft. So I'm 170 pounds. Just know that most of you guys are probably heavier than me. You're going to have to stiffen the fork up a little bit once it's broken. in. Give it four hours to break in, and then you have to go two, three in on the fork compression. I tried going to a heavier spring. Didn't like it. Unless you're 190 above, I wouldn't go to a heavier fork spring. But, to me, man, in this Colorado dirt, especially when the track is flowy and not as sharp of corners, the Yamaha is wonderful. But, when I go to these corner tracks, these farm tracks, with my KTM, with an ignition, with a muffler, with the good suspension, it is heaven to ride, man. I It makes me want to ride. I love riding Orange Brigade when I have a few things done to it, but I had to do some stuff to it. So I just want you guys to know that. Stock to stock, I am picking a Yamaha, but when I have some mods done to it, I'm picking the KTM. And some of you ask me, hey, Kiefer, what about doing some mods to the Yamaha? Man, I've tried. I've tried doing stuff to the Yamaha to try to make it better. It's tough. Sometimes I... I should say sometimes. Most of the time, I go backwards. Enzo or Racetech have done my suspension on the Yamaha, and it gets a little bit better. Not gonna lie. It gets a little bit better, yes. But ECUs, engine things, uh, mods, it actually makes it worse. It makes it less rideable. So... There's a lot to be gained with mods on the orange bike versus the blue bike. If I was a blue bike owner, I would keep it my mods minimal. That's it because it works really well. And I feel like some of the race team, you know, the Yamaha race team is having some of those problems as well. A lot of times you see those guys riding stock bikes to compare, and when they do that they're like, "Holy shit, our bike sucks." So, maybe the race team is going backwards because they're doing too much to it. We've heard Barsha doesn't have that much done to the engine. That all shows you guys out there how good that engine is. And not th- throwing dollars at a motorcycle isn't always going to make it better. In the orange case, it does. In the blue case, it doesn't. So just know it's a case by case basis. It's not every single bike. Not every single bike is going to react with an ECU, a muffler, and suspension and going to be better. It's not going to happen. The blue bike doesn't do it, orange bike does. So that was my experience with the two bikes, and I had great time on both. I went to Wild Rat Raceway, which is in Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is right next to Aztec, okay? Uh, flowier, sandier track. The Yamaha was insane there. It was way better than the KTM with all the mods on it because of uh, I could use the engine, its torque, suspension was plush. Uh, the bumps were harder and square-edgier, so I just had more comfort on the Yamaha and had a good time. Now, when I get to a tighter track, I went to to Jackson's Private Farm Track or even Brush MX. The KTM was really nice because it had a little bit of uh, snap, more RPM response via ECU, and I could just get in and out of those tight, big, deep ruts better on the KTM. When you guys go try your buddy's bikes. I always wanted to talk about this. Hey, Kiefer, I tried my buddy's Yamaha. It sucks! Fucking sucks, Kiefer! Well, you gotta give yourself some time, dude. I'm used to it because I ride all different kinds of bikes all the time, but when I have my buddies try other bikes, like, it sucks, it does this. You gotta give yourself some time. You can't judge a motorcycle by fucking four laps. You can't do it unless you do it all the time. So, Yamaha is one of those bikes that you can't just simply hop on and be like, oh, dude, it's insane. I love this bike. It has happened. I've heard guys say that, but it's not very common. KTM, I could hop on a KTM and get comfortable right away because it's nimble, it's light, it's narrow. Yes, the Yamaha looks, okay, I'm going to say looks wider in the shroud area. You know, on paper, if you measure it, it's not. But the looks is a little wider. It is heavier. Trust me, you feel that, and that's something you have to get used to. All right, we got a little bit of commercial time right now. Listen to these advertisers. They're very good people. They have a lot of good deals. So please listen to the commercials and save yourself some dough. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Rank and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at chevycolleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool, you want to wear a cool hat or you're a two-stroke guy and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me. it's real. There's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So. Go to fmfracing.com. Save yourself some money. And, of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me. They're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dyno room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing. Handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona, Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal, Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana, they go to Washington, even British Columbia, even Hangtown. Go check them out, oregonoldtimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefer testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys, that's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyons coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D Lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly tried it was very surprised about the oil did some temperature readings it was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running so the stuff is good they sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles UTVs, Supercross now they got some Supercross guys so go check them out bloodlubricants.com use the discount code Kiefer, and get some percentage off your oils they'll ship them to you Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts. And get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up. Screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right. Kiefer and Screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries. Longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferIncTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to Protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. pro taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips. Come on. I am a SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. keyfring Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 four six eight five plum creek funding zach morris hit him up we're back thanks for listening to these commercials we'll get some new ones up here shortly probably a couple weeks some freshies so thanks for listening we're back with the colorado trip man this second part's good you want to miss it don't miss it now what about durability over the course of the time there uh weather for us Typical Midwest weather: thunder showers, hot 90s, humidity. I'm not going to say high; is in the the 60 to 70 percent range. I've been in humider conditions back east in Tennessee, but rough conditions on a motorcycle, deep soil. Uh, again, KTM and Yamaha engine performed flawlessly; never had any problems. I did over the course of the time broke a fork spring. This is my second fork spring that i broke in a wp fork yes it is a wp pro component fork aka cone valve fork Um, mark over at rep has done this uh, specific setting for me on this bike but not so much rep's fault this is the second stock wp specific spring that I have broken. I have no idea why I'm breaking fork springs, but maybe some of you guys out there have had that problem. If you have, email me, chris at com and let me know. But this is the second one I have broke. And I noticed this while riding. You'll you'll feel, um, just in case you guys are wondering, you'll feel like loss of damping and you'll have a top out feel. So immediately I went to Wild Rat Raceway and I went off a jump and I thought, man, my fork is soft and divey and I feel like it's It has a top-out feeling. Usually you have a top-out feeling when you have a lot of preload on a spring. There's a lot of preload on that spring. It's wound tight, and you'll get a little bit of a a slop. It almost feels like your headset is loose a little bit. So I had that feeling, and I didn't have that feeling, you know, the past two weeks. So I'm like, huh, I knew that feeling right away, and I just said, okay, my fork is broke. So my right fork leg spring broke. Again, I have, like, almost 70 hours— on my KTM, and over the course of those 70 hours, I have broken two fork springs for whatever reason. So there are some aftermarket Q springs that Mark at REP does have. I'm going to try those, and let's see if those suckers last longer. But that was the only thing that I've had as far as a mechanical for the 20 hours or so of time I put on these two bikes. The Yamaha It's just bulletproof. I didn't change any of the transmission oil, nothing, engine oil, in any of these bikes, and just wanted to run them. I did notice that the KTM, under load and under heavy dirt, the KTM's clutch will get a little hot and then have a creeping. I I go to pull in my clutch into these corners, you know, but um, what I mean by creeping is you'll pull that clutch in, and that motorcycle will still want to go You know, instead of just engaging. It just feels like it's disengaged, especially when it gets hot. I'll pull the clutch in and it creeps and you blow the corner. I've had some experience with that in the KTM. The Yamaha never had that happen. Now, does the Yamaha clutch last as long as a KTM clutch? No, it does not over the course of a span of a time. I have to change a Yamaha clutch around 10 to 12 hours where I've gone 25 hours on a KTM clutch. But For whatever reason, the adjustment on the KTM, I have to really pay attention to and adjust it accordingly per day because sometimes I will have my lever adjustment one way and I'll get that creep um, in the corners and I'll have to adjust it out further so I don't get that as much. So just know that if you guys are feeling that, adjust your lever accordingly. And of course, it's made easy with that knob right there by the lever. So out of everything that I have tried... The Yamaha and the KTMs are the most reliable for me. That's what my experience have ha- I've had. I've put, I don't know, 70, 80 hours on every test bike that I've had, every color. And the orange and the blue bike have given me less headaches. The only thing that I've had a headache about was my WP fork springs. Uh, I've had some relays go out on the KTM. Of course, I had some batteries go out in the Yamaha. Clutches obviously get bad, but it's basically change the oil, change the filters, and you're good. That's it. And I ran the shit out of them up in uh, Colorado, and that, those are the, <laughs> the things that has happened. So if it's not even really a KTM part, it was a WP part that's really the issue for me. So now that leads me to the one last thing I want to compare these two bikes to. Ergonomics. You guys have been up my ass about ergonomics on the Yamaha, and I'll, I'll give it to you. You're right. I was wrong. I'm going back and forth on the KTM to the Yamaha. I do notice that ergonomically, the KTM is much better for my six-foot frame. I feel like the foot pegs are a little high on the Yamaha. The seat has that pocket, and the bars just feel a little bit cramped. Now, when I move, uh, I'm before I say this, I don't want to say move. stock. On the Yamaha YZ450F, the bar mount comes in the forward hole. When I say forward, I mean the front, so the furthest away from you. And I put them in the back hole with the mount turned forward, right? That's where I feel comfortable because in the forward hole, the I don't get a lot of front-end traction. I have more front-end traction with that mount in the rear hole. So if you guys are looking for some more front-end traction, Bring that mount back. It's gonna be a little bit more cramped, but it's not that big of a deal. So the ergonomics are not that great no matter where you put the the bar mount on the Yamaha. But you'll just get more traction in the front wheel if you push them back a little bit. Now if you're six foot two, six foot four, I get it. You want them up front. I understand it. But I'm six foot. I like to have that mount towards me pointed forward, and that's a better front wheel traction for me. But man. Going back to the KTM and the Yamaha, I just feel a lot more comfortable on the KTM. I run a lower bar on the KTM. The seat is nice and flat. It's narrow. I feel like the peg height is where it should be, and I could get into my attack position much better and the balls of my feet much better on the orange bike than I do the Yamaha. Yamaha has some work to do in the ergonomic department, and it's not in the shrouds. I don't don't care about the shroud thickness or the width and all that. It's more... The rider triangle, seat to foot peg to handlebar dimensions. They need to help that out a little bit and not just move the bar mount for a production purpose. You need to, I feel like, drop the foot pegs back five millimeters and down five millimeters. I think that will help a lot of people. Unless you're 5'5", I don't think the Yamaha ergonomics are that great. Plain and simple. But it is what it is right now. We're going to deal with it. I'm going to try some different aftermarket foot pegs that will drop those things and see if that will help. I'll put that up on keferingtesting.com to see if you guys want to read that. You guys can go there and check it out. But I just want to see if that actually helps some of that ergonomic problem. Most of you guys out there that do talk about Yamaz with me over emails have noticed that you want a little bit better ergonomics. and It's not just the seat. You can help your situation by getting a gut seat. I've ran a tall seat. I like that. I have a friend that's 5'10". He runs a tall seat. and It's helped him ergonomically, but that's not for everyone. I think the root of the problem is in the foot pegs to where they mount them. And it's funny because Travis Preston, he's a bigger dude. And I, it's surprising to me he would want that cramped of a, a cockpit. He, uh, I would assume that he would vocalize that to the R&D guys and say, hey, man, uh, you need to drop these foot pegs down a little bit, not just because he's 6'2", just because that is a better way to go for the general public out there. Most of these guys riding these bikes are 5'8 to 6'3. So dropping that foot peg would help in that area. So that's that's my two cents about the ergonomics and uh, and how those things go for the Yamaha. Both these bikes are good, man. Uh, if I was going to purchase a machine and I get this question a lot too, I'd go with an orange or a blue bike, plain and simple. I've uh, I've bought a husky. I purchased a Yamaha this year. As you guys know, I like to purchase my own bikes and screw with it and do things to it, race it. And that goes to show you that I like dirt bikes in general. I'm not scared to go buy my own. Just because I get free bikes doesn't mean I'm going to be sucking the dick of that company. That's not how I work. So I had a Yamaha. I purchased it. I rode it. I did what I want with it. I sold it recently recently. And now I really have been thinking about buying a KTM. So when 2021 KTM comes out, I might be buying one of those and doing the same thing that I've been talking to you guys about on my own bike. A Vortex ECU mapped by Chad at XPR or Jamie at Twisted Development. An FMF muffler system. WP suspension. Some pro components. And leave it and run it. Some handlebars. Ride it. It's fun to ride. Light. Light reliable, makes me want to ride for one and makes me go fast. So I like that. And of course, Yamaha, been there, done that. Already purchased a couple of them. Love it. Love riding them. So uh, kudos to those companies for making great 450s that are easy to ride for a wide range of guys. All right. So my last story here uh, is about my kid and about my experience with kids. This isn't coffee with the Kieffers. That's a whole nother show. But here's a, here's what, what I would talk about on Coffee with the Keefers. It is difficult to have a teenage son. And I'm sure it's difficult to have a teenage daughter. I just don't have one of those. I can imagine that nightmare if I was a, a father. But here's what I really try to ingrain and instill in my kid. I just want him to be humble. I want him to appreciate what he has. I want him to be friendly. And I just want him to enjoy what he's doing and appreciate that he has the things that he has. Because there's a lot of people out there that don't have half of the shit we do as a family. And I just want him to be aware of it. I just want him to know what he has is is not real life, I guess, was what I want to say. He walks out in the garage. He sees all these bikes. He gets gear. He does all this shit. And I go, hey, man, this shit doesn't fall from trees. This shit just doesn't show up at the house because, hey, I need shit. Send it over. I've worked my ass off to be where I'm at and to have the things available to kind of tell you guys out there what works and what doesn't. This just doesn't happen. So Aiden is a little bit jaded, and I and I try to, to tell him as much as I can, but it gets tiring as a parent. You guys know, as a parent, it gets, it's tiring. Every fucking day, you're on their ass. And maybe you don't. Maybe you have a blessed kid. I don't know. But man, I am on Aiden's ass every single day to make sure he turns out to be a good adult. Because some of these kids I see out there are spoiled fucking brats. I can't stand it. And my kid's not going to grow up that way. When I was in Colorado, the time I spent with the families at these tracks, they're all great human beings. I've noticed the quality of people to the right of California is much better than in California. A lot of these California families, they, they're they uh, – I shouldn't say a lot. i The things that I've noticed, there's a lot of privileged little fucking punk-ass kids out there here in California, and I'm just not about that life. So this leads me to my story. Aiden's been getting better on the bike. I've noticed it. people have been telling him that he's getting better, and he is. I'm just very conscious about not blowing smoke up his ass every single time he rides. Even though I'm impressed and I tell him, good job – I just don't want him getting a big head. He is 14 years old. When I was 14, I wasn't half as good as he he was. He's really getting the feel of a motorcycle. He has good style. His speed is getting really good and I'm proud of him, but Heather and I really try to push, you know, him being humble and working hard. So we went to Colorado. I said, "Hey, we're having a training block where everything was structured. We're doing these motos, these sprints, these stand-up drills. We had a lot of of things on our agenda that we want to try to accomplish. So on one of those days, we, we ventured up to Leadville MX. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Leadville MX, Leadville, Colorado is around 10,100 feet. It's the highest motocross track in North America. It, it It's thin up there, guys. But the track is beautiful. It's maintained. It's awesome. The dirt is great. Again, people are very, very cool up there very down the earth and just love to ride dirt bikes. The guys that run that place are enthusiasts. It's bitchin'. So we try to go there up there every year. Granted, our bikes aren't that great up there because you're so high. I had to uh, adjust my fuel trim on the KTM to go leaner on my ECU settings. Uh, that's, that's a good thing. That's a benefit for having a Vortex, as well as a Yamaha, where you can simply change your map via Yamaha power tuner. Now... Aiden was doing this whip on this tabletop. looked good. looked really nice. It was fun. He he looked really good. And we came back after our practice warm up session that we had. And of course, mom took photos. He was whipping it. looked good. He's like, "Yeah, look how sick I am. I'm whipping it." And I go, "You are, buddy. It's really good." He's like, and then it, there was a picture of me. Ah, uh, look at dad. You suck. You're stiff. You know, you're lame. And Aiden and I jab each other. I get it. We have thick skin in our families. It's fine. But I was noticing a tone in his voice. And as a parent, if you're listening to this, you know what I'm saying when I say the tone. The tone of his voice was like, oh, yeah, he really does think he's badass. Oh, yeah, he really does think he's better than dad. Oh, yeah, he really does think he is the shit, right? So that immediately just set me off. I was like, okay, next moto, you're starting in front. He's like, what? cuz usually I'll start in front and then I'll see how far I can get up to him. You know, I used to lap him in 20 minutes, but now I can't lap him in 20 minutes unless the track is really short. Well, in this case the track wasn't short and I wasn't able to lap him, so I go, "Okay, I'm going to give you a head start and I'm going to start behind you." He's like, "Well, why?" I go, "I'm going to blast you." And he's like, "What?" I go, "I'm blasting you." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I go, "I'm I'm going to take you out." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, you know." And I've bumped him before and raced with him, but I was I was pretty pretty hot and the other parenting that I guess I have been doing hasn't been working very well so he started out front and and I told Heather what I was going to do but I don't think she really understood that I was really going to blast his ass so dad starts second I give my own 20 seconds 30 whatever it was it was it was a little bit and we did our 20 minute moto uh about halfway in the moto I get I catch up to him he's riding good he goes lines he uh He uh, rides this outside line. It's like, now the berm is about two and a half feet off of the ground, so it's like a wall berm, right? And there's the inside rut that I made that I'm like, because I'm about inside lines. I'm like, anybody can ride a wall berm. I don't care. So I try to tell Aiden, hey, make inside lines, learn ruts, do do the right thing because, you know, riding outside wall berms ain't going to teach a shit. Of course, he rips this outside wall berm. So the next lap, I remember where he was. So I'm like, okay. So I got to that point again the next lap, and he knew I was diving to the inside. But instead of diving to the inside, I just went straight. And Aiden was about, I you don't know, second gear, mid throttle, half throttle, ripping this outside berm. And I freaking T bone his ass right near the fork and shroud. And he endos over the berm out on the hard dirt area. And just, I mean, I, it was hard. Immediately when I did it, I was like, uh oh, that. That was pretty That was pretty bad <laughs> as a parent. So I see him go over. I see him indo. He crashes. Uh, I look back. He's face down in the dirt, and he kind of just looks up at me. Like, first, I, I wanted to make sure. I immediately felt bad because I thought I heard him, and I was like, oh, shit. I, I heard him. But I knew it wasn't as bad uh, as he thought it was because I, I kind of know how to take someone out. I've been around a little bit. So. He endos, he crashes, he gets face down, he's a little scratch on his visor, he he, he kind of sits there, and, and granted, there's people riding, and there's people seeing me looking over Aiden while his bike's you know upside down on off the track, and then there's his dad, I've set my bike down, I'm talking to him, and I go over to him, and I'm like, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know why I did what I did? And he's like, whoa, he's like catching his breath, and I go, look, cockiness is not going to get you anywhere. Racing the C-class, there's going to be squirrely kids everywhere that will do this to you, you need to be aware of your surroundings, know what lines you were taking, know what could happen, and stop being a little cocky son of a bitch because that gets you nowhere in life. And I picked up my bike, and I went on to finish my moto. Uh, Aiden picked up his bike. He finished his moto. Granted, he was riding slow after that, but we got back to the truck. His shroud is completely dicked up. His radiator is bent. Mom is uh, looking at me like, what just happened? Because it was happening in the back of the woods over there, so she couldn't see. And um, Aiden woke up real quick. That's what it took to wake up my kid. I I don't understand what is going on in a 14-year-old mind. And I was 14 as well, but I was scared of my dad. I was scared of my dad. I didn't want him to get near me because my dad would beat my ass, like, If I screwed up, if I did something wrong, he was in my shit. So I have some of that of me in me, but it's not like my dad. Like I don't completely beat my kid's ass. I smack him in the butt. But this was like, all right, you need to learn a lesson because dirt bikes are dangerous, and if you get cocky on one, shit could go south real quick. So I would rather inflict a little bit of of pain and uh, what I call wokeness. You know, you woke up like you need to be awake like you need to snap out of your little fogging cool cool guy fog that you have right so this is what it took to wake up Aiden the rest of the trip two weeks humble kid nice appreciative changes changes whole tune this is what i would love from parents just to kind of wake your kids up a little bit you know have some appreciativeness uh, appreciate what you got Notice that motorcycles are dangerous. I want my kid to be safe. This is why I did what I did. People are like, why are you yelling at your kid when he's on the ground? I, kids crash. You're going to crash. It's dirt bikes. It's inevitable. Everyone's going to crash. But if you do something stupid and it's self-inflicted, that's on you. So it's up to the, you, the parent, to say, hey, you did the wrong thing. What you did right there was very dumb and could get you hurt. You got lucky that you didn't get hurt right now. So Aiden was getting cocky. Aiden was thinking that he was the man because he was getting a little bit better. I had to punt his ass a little bit to wake him up to say, Hey, man, the minute you get too cool, too cocky is when bad shit's going to happen. So I thought that was a, a little funny family story for you guys out there that, yes, the father did take out the kid. Uh, maybe a little bit too much, I would say. Uh, like I said, I was really worried that I might have hurt Aiden, but he was fine, no, no harm, no foul. So I have to go buy Honda. Uh, I'm not going to ask for a free radiator, I did it to myself. So I'm going to go purchase a right radiator from Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com as well as a shroud and uh, button up Aiden's bike for Loretta Lynn. So That's on me, but hey, you got to teach your kids a lesson at times. You want them safe. That's all I care about for Aiden, man, is just to keep him safe, keep him humble, have him be a nice kid. I think he forgets sometimes that uh, he's very lucky what he's getting to do, and he has a dad that likes to race and ride dirt bikes, but he forgets how good dad is at times, you know? So don't let him forget, guys out there listening to this. Check your kids a little bit and let them know, hey, dad's still a badass. Hey, mom's still a badass. Just because we're old doesn't mean we're not cool. Right. Uh, So, yeah, so that was basically what we did in Colorado between the Honda, the KTM, the Yamaha, little family stories, Loretta Lynn's qualifying. And if you guys want to know why we're doing this, I understand it's a lot of money. We spent 10 grand of our own money to go Loretta Lynn's. I think it's really cool that Aiden and I get to share the same experiences on a bike and do the same sport. When we come back in, Aiden tells me about this, rut, this line. I know what he's talking about because I get to experience it with him. Some of these dads out there don't get to ride because they don't have enough money to get you know, a motorcycle for them. and it, It's tough to do the same sport as your kid because it's a lot of fucking work. Man, I'm stressed out at times because I have to ride. Aiden has to ride. Aiden needs this. I need this. It's a lot of time spent to go do what we do. But... The thing I think we miss at times is we're getting to do these things with our kids. Yes, there's baseball. Yes, there's football. But I'm not out there on the field with them. He can tell me about it, but I want to be able to share it with them. It's a cool feeling knowing that your son, as well as dad, can bond over the same freaking feeling that you're doing. It's really cool, man. Like Heather sits back and listens to us talk, and she she pulls me aside at times. She goes... It's pretty cool how you and Aiden talk to each other, and you guys know what each other's thinking because you guys do the same thing. So I get to spend time with my family. I get to spend time with my son. I get to teach my son's valuable lessons about life through dirt bikes. It's cool, man. Like, I don't know what other sport that you can share the same passion and teach your kids life lessons. Dirt bikes taught me more than just to go fast. It taught me work, work ethic, to be humble, how to associate with people, how to speak. Man, there's so much to be thankful for about this sport. So, yes, it's expensive. Yes, am I going to have a headache at Loretta Lynn Qualifiers because I'm spending a shit ton of money. Practice sessions cost money. Transponders cost money. Getting to the gate costs money. Yes, it's a fuck ton of money. It's a lot of money, and I get it. It's expensive sport. But this is something that I won't be able to get ever again with my kid. If you're able to afford it, Try it. Do it. It's great. And if you can't, I understand. Just be there for your kid. Let him talk to you about his experiences. And uh, and if you did ride at one time, and you are a dad listening to this, and you now you stopped riding because your kid rides, talk to him about your times too, man. Like I know they think that it's whatever, but they keep that in their brain. They might not show it, but they'll remember stories about you doing the thing that you loved as well because they love it as well too. So um, these are just some thoughts that I have. That every time I, I do these things with my kid, I don't get to talk about with the general public. So, it's a, it's a fun experience for me. I'm looking forward to the red lens with my kid. I hope Aiden makes it. If Aiden doesn't make it, we're not going. Even if I make it, I'm not going. I want to go experience with my kid. I I hope Aiden makes it. I think he's fast enough to do really good in the 125 C class. But again, it's all racecraft, right? Aiden doesn't race a whole hell of a lot. And uh, we'll see how he does come time uh, Fox Raceway this weekend. So if we do make it, trust me, we're going to be doing a a long process, doing some podcasts, doing some articles over here on com as well as RacerXOnline.com. I'm going to try to get a, a lot of content about families, father and sons, going to Loretta's, and just the experiences that we have. I just think it's a, a unique situation. That's why I shared that story with you. So, if you guys have stories, please share them with me. I like that as well. A lot of you guys email me your stories. I enjoy it as well. I don't have a lot of time, but when I do read some of these stories that you send me, it makes me happy. You know, Even when you guys get a part that you like that I tested, I enjoy the fact that what I'm doing over here is working and helping you. I, that's rewarding for me. All I ask from you guys over there is to support our advertisers and tell me a little bit about yourself. I like to get to know people. Unlike Steve, I like people. I like getting to know them, uh, what makes you tick, why you ride dirt bikes. I just love everything about it, man. I think uh, all of us are out there. We're looking for one thing, and uh, that thing is to have fun with our families and ride dirt bikes and uh, enjoy the time spent together. So thank you guys for joining me. Support our advertisers. If you guys have any questions, you know the email. Just hit me up. Ask me a question. Be cool. Be nice. Some of you guys out there, Kiefer, what's the clicker study? Hey, fuck you. Be cool. I'm doing it for free. I want to help you. Just be cool, though. Just be chill. Please and thank you is awesome. That's it. That's all I'm asking. It's an easy process. So thank you guys that do do that, and most of you do. I'm just giving to that one percenter out there that do not do that. And, of course, you guys at the tracks, you see me. Say hi. I love seeing you guys. If you have any questions, pull me aside. No problem. We're here to help you. com is built to help the blue-collar guys out there and give you guys the knowledge that you may not get from other media outlets. Trust me. I understand. I was at one, Dirt Rider. At one time, it was good. Then it went to shit. So hopefully this KieferInkTesting.com doesn't go to shit. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. Go to racerxonline.com. Check out what they got to offer. There's some garage builds. There's first impressions. There's all kinds of things that you normally don't get on keyforringtesting.com. I try to split everything up between this website, this podcast, RacerX, as well as pulp. Try to get every avenue out there for you guys to get the most information. So thank you guys for listening. I will see you next week. Good luck to everybody going Loretta's. Hope to see you guys there.